This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, everyone. This is Emma back with another episode of Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. In today's episode, we talk about TikTok and the influence it's had on all things books and our industry. As always, you can find us at Pro Book Nerds on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us at professionalbooknerds.com and you can email us at professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com. Don't forget that all of these titles are available to look at on overdrive.com. We hope you enjoy. So good morning. Welcome. Let's talk about TikTok and book talk and the influence it's had on us or not had today. uh, Joining us, we have Jane one of our staff librarians that works with public libraries. Hi, Jane. Hey, glad to be here. We're so glad to have you to talk about all things books. Um, This is absolutely not planned or structured. So (laughs) we're basically just going to dive in and talk about the, the books we've been influenced to read, to buy, to move up on our to be read lists, and maybe just in general, the influence that we've seen uh, book talk have on, you know, older or backlist titles. And I mean, all of these things I've like, I immediately see something and go to Libby and see if it's available. So (laughs) same. I will also say one of, uh, if you're doing the PBN reading challenge for 2022, one of the things is to read a book recommended by book talk. So any of the titles we talk about could be included. And with that, I think there are a lot of titles we could talk about. We like preliminarily, that's not a word. We, I think we exchanged lists of books that we had in mind and they were very long lists. Um, so why don't we just go around and start and just talk about some of the books that we've really seen talked about hyped and that we've been influenced to check out. Um, I can go first if that's all right. Yeah, go for it. So uh, for those of you that have listened to me speak on any episode, you may or may not know that I'm a fan of all things Sarah J. Moss. And so a lot of the recommendations I've seen on my For You page are all trying to fill the void of what to read after you finished any of her various series. So one of the books that I was convinced to pick up in a quest to sort of fill the void, uh, was, and we're going to talk about it. These hollow vows by Lexi Ryan. I have that actual like hardcover, which you can't see because this is an audio podcast. Um, (laughs) but I think there's, it's a similar book. It's a young adult. It follows a main heroine named Brie and there's fairies and there's a love triangle and, um, there's like secrets and magic and whatnot. Um, and that was a book. There's a sequel that comes out later this summer. I believe, I think these hollow vows came out in 2021. Uh, that's called these twisted bonds. I think it's just two books. I don't think there are plans to be more. Um, but this is, what's interesting is like, there are so many elements in this book and this series that are the same as a court of thorns and roses, but that don't for me, like fulfill what I'm looking for in a book. And so I think that's, what's really hard sometimes with book talk and with like the brief videos that you have, you have a heroine who has like certain strengths. You have like two hunky 
men fighting over her. You have like a sinister evil plot lurking in the background. And a lot of those elements are the same in other books I really like. Um, but in this one, I just wasn't uh, quite what I wanted out of it. And I think that's what's interesting when you just hear these like keywords on TikTok um, that I went into it with a lot of expectations, which I also think is hard if you go into a book with too many expectations. Well, especially if it's a like you were recommended it because of a book you already really love. So you sort of have a higher bar as well. That's true. And I think that is a hard thing to do where you want to compare it to, you know, I mean, if you compare it to A Court of Thorns and Roses because it has similar elements, but then you do have people that are like such diehard fans that you're already comparing it to that other book. And so sometimes like, is it helpful to get exposure? Sure. Is it maybe to the detriment if you're going in expecting it to be exactly like this other series that you like? And I think in my mind, that was maybe detrimental to my enjoyment of this because I went in with too much like writing on this book. I needed it to achieve all the things I wanted it to. And that's probably not fair. Um, that's a lot of pressure to put on a book, but I also totally have done that before. And I understand the exact situation that you're in. Um, on a completely opposite note, I was um, basically persuaded to move The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue up on my TBR list. Um, I read all these professional reviews about it, thought it sounded really cool. And then TikTok kind of gave it to me in that perfect TikTok format where it gives you like bullet points and the, the you know, the gist of it in, the per- in like that perfect digestible way. And so I moved that up on my reading list. And it lived up to the expectations and surpassed them. Um, So it's interesting how that really quick and dirty format can either completely work or completely flop. And I think that's one of the coolest things about TikTok is like, it can go either way and you never know. (laughs) Exactly. I also think it's really interesting just to look at like the influence of that as well. Like we're, I mean, in our, in our industry and stuff, we're already surrounded by books. So having another avenue where we're being influenced and like kind of not bombarded because like you, you, I look at TikTok of my own accord, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but where it's just like another format to consume things that we're already looking at a lot in our, in our daily lives. It's really fascinating what like stands out and how accurate the for you page becomes. Oh my gosh. It's creepy. <laughs> it's scary. It's a little scary <laughs> where it's you like really do a lot of soul searching based on your for you page <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> where, so like I've interacted with like two, you know, a cord of horns and roses videos or like a throne of glass video. And then it's like all you see. <laughs> yes. There, um, yes. It becomes a bit much so, and you're like okay what when have we gone too far into <laughs> like so the- I have to ask you guys what are your for you pages like like if you had to give like the top five categories that you see regularly what what do you see like not just book stuff but not just, just in general stuff. not just book stuff. just in general lately uh-huh. It's a lot of Sarah J. Moss. So like a lot of A Court of Thorns and Roses stuff, a lot of House of Sky and Breath stuff, a lot of Throne of Glass, even though unpopular opinion, Throne of Glass is my least favorite of her series. Oh, it's good, but it's my least favorite of her series. And then I see a lot of corporate millennial. (laughs) (laughs) Corporate America millennial. Yep. Um, I'm like, I think mine is, it's like kind of like, broken down into categories. So I have a lot of like social movement things like body positivity and feminism and like, you know, fighting racism in America and LGBTQIA advocacy. And then I have like straight dog, cat, goat videos (laughs) and then like cute baby animals. And then I have people doing stupid stuff and like things that I can laugh at. Um, And then I have the book stuff and my book talk is mostly it's more general. It's like library accounts, it's bookstore mm-hmm. accounts, and it's just like single creators recommending books. So that's interesting, Emma, that yours is more keyed in. And it's probably because you interacted more, whereas I kind of watch casually and then like like certain things. Mm-hmm. I, so that that's funny. 
Mine is like that too. Yeah. I think like my top, I, I follow a lot of like black creators. And so yeah, yeah like racism, anti-racism stuff. Um, also a lot of like bisexual witchy stuff also shows up. Oh, on my I love that. Um, book stuff is very general. I follow a lot of um, people who do like skits of like characters almost or um yes like character type yeah like storytelling almost yes well like storytelling but they'll do like they're like they're funny skits though so you know people who like are like this is what I was like in high school or middle school and you know like that sort of thing um (laughs) and then yeah my book stuff is very kind of general um I, I do follow some writers and sort of what they're reading but the book talkers I follow yeah it's, it's very general and yeah I'll like like certain things and that kind of keeps pulls in other things or kind of keeps whatever so mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting it's, it's interesting. fun when they kind of cross paths too like if you have like a bisexual witchy book recommendation yes that's my favorite when everything kind of comes together for like the perfect tiktok yes yes <laughs> I follow a couple of authors as well on TikTok. Um, Tessa Bailey, favorites? not a surprise. Tessa yeah. Bailey is hilarious. And um, awesome. Victoria Aviard, mm. she, I really enjoy her TikToks and her um, social media. She talks a lot about what it's like, um, you know, on the author side of things and how the publishing industry works. So I find her TikTok videos insightful in a totally different way than just book recommendations. Um, but in following her, I was influenced to buy her latest book, Realm Breaker. Um, and then she has another one that comes out later this year in that series called Blade Breaker. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, even just like seeing these authors on my For You page and seeing them more like as people and them pitching their own books, I'm like, yes, of course, um, which has been detrimental to my wallet and my holds list because (laughs) I'm like, I like them. Yes. Let's place a hold. Let's buy this book. And that's been happening a lot lately. (laughs) Yeah. I follow Katie Robert and Alicia Rye and both Mm -hmm. are very sort of similar where they talk about publishing and books. And like Katie just recently went through a whole thing where she like outlined Mm -hmm. the next like 10 books in her, uh, uh dark olympus series <laughs> she's wow. got like oh that gonna be there's gonna be a minotaur one y'all yeah that is i think awesome. we talked about that before Jill, i think we and did I, like, too, went yeah. to find the video because i was like what are what books are coming next <laughs> because that next was a book 10. yeah i think it was 10 it was so many and i don't yeah and i feel like she maybe has talked about like how many are she's actually under contract for and like you know all that but she has in her mind she has planned I think it's 10 and I just remember there is there's a thruple in there somewhere and there's a minotaur (laughs) one as well my interest is peaked I know and that was one like neon gods I saw a lot on tiktok last summer yeah that that was all over tiktok piqued my interest and then yeah the next one electric idol just came out and then wicked is it wicked beauty it's wicked beauty is out in june and i think electric idol like debuted really high on the bestseller list i feel like and probably because of tiktok i would imagine that that was part of it i think the same is with hook line and sinker yeah Mm -hmm. don't you think emma like I mean, obviously that is not just TikTok because people loved It Happened One Summer, but that one premiered really high on the list too. But do people love It Happened One Summer also partly because of TikTok? Because I saw that one on TikTok as well. Interesting. Um, But it's, I mean, like, yeah, it's weird to discover books because I don't know how many I actually like see for the first time on TikTok or ones where like, I've seen them before, but they just don't truly pique my interest until yeah, I right. see them on some other platform like TikTok or Instagram or whatever, or like Agreed. in Barnes and Noble where they, you know, have a book talk recommends display and you're like, Ooh, what's spicy. Ooh. Yeah. That's interesting because we're unique in that 
we read a lot about books all the time. So for us, we're not usually going to see anything for the first time on TikTok, but we might just be like more interested or move something up on our TBR list based on what's on TikTok. Um, I know that I follow Sabah Tahir on TikTok. I love her. Um, and the reason I started following her is because I read All My Rage and it was so incredible um, that I was like, I have to know who wrote this book. And her other books are all fantasy, which is not usually my genre. Um, but her her videos are just so funny and personal. And so I'm like, I have to read her other books now. I just, I just have to do it. Um, I also follow Talia Hibbert. Oh, yes. Oh my gosh. I love the Brown Sisters books. Those are ones that TikTok kind of made me start because I love, I love a, a love story, but I don't usually read a lot of romance, but they, on TikTok, it mentioned how there's, you know, bisexual um, characters and characters that have um, like a, um, like an illness, like a, um, what am I trying to say? They're like chronically ill. Yeah, yes, like characters yes. that are chronically ill and character like there's characters that are fat and characters mm-hmm. that are just not your traditional romance novel, you know, main characters. And so I started those and I just love those books. They just are perfection. Um, and her content's really funny and she has a chronic illness as well. So she posts a lot about that and how that affects her writing and, you know, her whole life. And it just like endears me to her and makes me kind of understand her books even more in a way. Um, so that, that's another author that I really love. Yeah. That was a fun one. Yeah. A book that I had been out for a couple of years that I was like, yeah, this sounds interesting. And then never actually got around to reading it until I saw it on TikTok is the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo. And I got done and I was like, I am so mad at myself for not reading this earlier (laughs) because it's so good, but It's so good. And just, I don't know what it was. I'm like, okay, Hollywood actress, you know, sort of her, like Elizabeth Taylor, multiple marriages and all that. I get behind this. And then I don't know, it's something about the TikTok platform because it's so short, they really have to sell it quickly. And just something about seeing it. I'm like, all right, I'll give it a try. And it was (laughs) so good. (laughs) Yeah. I love that one. And see, that's one that I, I did read before it was on TikTok, but I was so First of all, I was surprised because I kind like it's a it's an awesome book, but it I kind of like had had forgotten about it, and then I saw it and I was like, oh, that was so good. And so I I loved when the older books, like the back, you know, the backlist books that are coming back as a result yes. of TikTok. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. It is fascinating to me, and I think partly because we, and you know because of what we do, we're looking at books like coming out in 2023 Yeah, already. We are, you know, and people in our industry, like we're already looking that far ahead. And yet, you know, and I think I, on a lot of other platforms like Twitter and Instagram, it's the same thing. Readers are looking for books that are upcoming, but for TikTok, for whatever reason, it's not about that. It's about just sort of like, this is what I've read recently and happened to come out a couple of years ago. And the books that are showing up on TikTok that are older. It's just, it's, it's so interesting to watch. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think that's a really good point is like a lot of our industry is looking ahead. What are the best books of, you know, the summer? What are the best books of the fall already? It's March. And we're already looking at presentations for, you know, yeah. End of the year, 2023. And I think this is really cool because book talk is like, what do I like? What have I read? This is a book I read and I just really loved. And there's no, it doesn't matter that it came out, you know, 10 years ago or even like older in some cases where you're seeing the revival of books that like Pride and Prejudice is making right, a comeback because yeah, right, that are not. just like staples yeah. or again, like backlist really classic titles. And right. I think like things that have, I also really like, I'm totally deviating a little bit, but where things get a new you know, new life, get a new platform. So things that are maybe exclusive to the, you know, Kindle unlimited or like were self-published, you're seeing like renewed interest and then sort of expanded access. If they're, you know, then publishing what was exclusively digital in paperback or in other things, or you're like expanding it or doing reprintings. I think that's fascinating. Like we're talking um, to you, Colleen Hoover. (laughs) 
Yes, <laughs> like Verity. Yeah. Um, yeah. Verity is not Verity. new. Yeah. Was previously not available for library lending, is available for library lending now. Thank you, Colleen. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was a book I kept seeing over and over. And I really love like a, you know, a thriller, fast paced, whatever, when I'm not in the romance mood and Verity was, I like that book had me stressed. You know, it's funny. I have friends that don't read a lot. A couple friends actually who read Verity and just literally read it in like 24 hours, could not put it down. Yeah. It was definitely some, like, I think I read it in a day as well, where you just, it was, it was exactly as it was hyped. It was stressful <laughs> and you were, and like people, I just, and you never know, like, are people being dramatic when they say like, oh my gosh, the end of this book, like absolutely shattered me. It was like, I was wrecked that book I got to the end up to. And like, I actually needed like a drink and a minute because it, oh my gosh, that was just one of the most compelling books I've read in a long time. And there were parts of it that are very dark and like very stressful. And I honestly went, this is what's weird. I went into Verity. Honestly, I had not read the description of the book at all. I just knew it was like compelling. It was fast paced. It was like dark and thrillery. I did not read the description of the book, uh, which I think is a wild thing to do to just like but sometimes you just want to go, like, you're just going into it with, no, no... I do that. Yeah. I do that, I love, yeah. I, do that too. I, I often don't read the description, right? Just like no expectations. And so I actually the read edge. the description after I had read the book, um, <laughs> because I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the description, it just follows like Lowen. She's a struggling writer. She meets like this guy, Jeremy, whose wife is a best-selling author and he wants her to ghostwrite or like finish her series because she was injured and, you know, couldn't finish the book. And the rest of the description goes on. Like she moves into their house to kind of be in the environment of the author whose name is Verity, which I should have said. And, um, she kind of like is in the office in her house, like with her family, getting a feel reading through all of Verity's notes for the rest of the series. And she finds like an unfinished manuscript that's like an autobiography that Verity like probably didn't want anyone to read. And I like, I had no clue that that was the plot of this book. And I, I don't know if it would have like, I don't even know if I needed to read the description before you dived in just like, just because you're, I was so willing to just like trust what people were saying if everyone's consuming this book in 24 hours like I don't need a description right and I never knew that one had a literary element to it yeah yeah I just thought it was a straight like thriller oh no and then um there's like there's a I mean there's a whole bunch of weird twists because then Lowen the ghostwriter she starts to get close to Verity's husband and like she's keeping all these secrets from him because she found this manuscript and like what is real the things that she knows based on what the husband is telling her or like the things she's reading in these manuscripts the things she's seeing in the house like yeah I actually think knowing all of this after the fact you're like oh but I yeah I went into it with absolutely no expectations and so yeah it's interesting which books on book talk I'm influenced to like just dive into with no like further research and other ones where I'm like I know almost too much about them maybe yeah one that I went into with no research was seven days in June did either of you read that one I have not but it's been on my list for a while yeah I really liked it and that's another one it's about two authors you know, from that are both have their own struggles that had kind of a short-lived romance when they were in their early twenties, late teens. And then they're kind of like forced to address all this tension that's between them from these, this unresolved romance that they had. And I loved it. I couldn't put it down. I thought it was great. Um, And similar to that was Beach Read, which was definitely one that TikTok made me read. And that's also about two authors. And that was like the cutest rom-com. Um, 
I would say seven days in June is, is yes, beach read, Emma. Seven days in June has more issues in it, whereas beach read is a little bit more fluffy, but I loved both of them. And they were both about the industry and authors and, um, you know, kind of had a romance that was really perfect. So those were two others that I loved. I'm glad you brought up Emily Henry because yeah, her, I mean, beach read people we meet on vacation. I've seen everywhere. Those aren't like new, new, but I actually just read book lovers that comes out in May. I have it. And I haven't read it yet. Did you love it? I, I absolutely loved it. It was so good. And it then caused me to spiral. And like, I have her other books. I haven't read them yet. And I was like, what is wrong with me? I need to go back in. And I went back in and read the rest of her book. So it was like seeing it and then reading one thing, it just like opens the floodgates to like, okay, let's read everything by this author. Yes. Um, I think happens a lot on book talk. And I'm such a, I'm such a weirdo in that I, I can't read romance unless I can really relate. And so when it has kind of a bookish slant, I can really get into it for some reason. Whereas if it's not, I'm like, I, I, you know, I can't relate. I'm like, well, let me pitch you book lovers. If you're not already sold, (laughs) it follows um, Nora. She's a literary agent. And it's really funny because she describes herself as like the like city slicker in a Hallmark movie. She's the girlfriend or the fiance that the man leaves because he's like gone to some charming hometown and like met some plucky the baker. Ba- the baker. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so she's, she's the woman that like this guy always leaves oh. because she lives in New York city. She's an agent. She works all the time. She, she's like rides her Peloton and you know, all those things where she's like, she's just very city. Yeah. Um, and the book actually opens that way with just talking about those Hallmark movie tropes. Um, that so is like amazing. immediately I was hooked, but she meets Charlie, who's the book editor in the city. And he's like brooding rude. You know, the first time they meet, he like looks at his watch cause she's late and <laughs> isn't, he's not subtle about it, but then they keep bumping into each other in North Carolina when she's on vacation with her sister. And so like, if she's not the sort of like traditional romance, like female, he's like, certainly not your typical, like brawny swoony man, but it's so good. I didn't want this book to end. And it actually got me out of my Sarah J Moss house of sky and breath, like book hangover. So yeah, Emily Henry book lovers. That sounds really good. It does. I don't want to read it again. (laughs) (laughs) I just read it. I want to read it again. I mean, just based on the the cover art alone is just so cute on that one. I keep seeing it when I'm looking at Marketplace and I'm just like, this is the most adorable cover art. But it's there. It was cute. And like, there are a lot of emotions in it. Don't get me wrong. But there were a lot of moments when I was reading it where I was actually like laughing out loud by myself. I love that. Yeah, me too. Well, I have something that is like completely different, but um, in terms of like older books getting on TikTok and like hype, I 100% bought into the Kane's Jawbone hype, the book where you take it up. It is written out of order. It is a mystery that is written out of order and you have to um, figure out the order of the books to figure like order of the pages to figure out the mystery. And it's it came out, it was first published like 90 years ago. Um, and in that time, only then it went out of print for a very long time. And then it came back a couple of years ago, but only three people have successfully solved the puzzle at the book. And wow. so there was a, yeah. So there was a TikTok that went viral last fall where a woman just like picked up a copy and had you know, like put a thing on TikTok about it. And it just like, has like, like over like millions of views on this thing. And it was sold out everywhere for months because yeah. it's like this small indie little press that publishes it. And then, so this person puts it on TikTok and it goes viral. And so it was sold out for months. And my copy finally came a few weeks ago. And um, I have not yet like started taking pages out of the book, but I, it, it's, 
the way the book is, is like each page is about half filled with a paragraph. There's a section for notes beneath. You can tell your, so like, I think there might even be like the sign for like cutting, you know, to like take out and reorder. And I totally bought into that hype and I'm just like, That's let's try the- this. That is the coolest thing that I've ever heard. It is. It is so incredible. And yeah, this book just, and I think that sort of shows what TikTok can do that this 90 year old book that no one really ever heard of has just gone with, has had to go through multiple printings just in the last few months um, because of TikTok. That's wild. It is wild. wild. So you're meant to take the book apart and like, piece it together like you're so trying to solve a murder I want you to get like red string and like make one of those like crazy murder boards uh, yes that's <laughs> what the woman did in the tiktok she's like I have a murder wall where she has taken all of the pages out and I think color coded it with like post-its oh my god and there's a place to write notes on each of the page and the pages are only printed on one side like you are clearly supposed to like one of the tiktokers I follow bought two copies so that he could take one apart and keep one complete. And I was like, that was really smart of you to have wow. copies. Um, yeah. So whole, yes. can I even ask, like, do you know the plot yet? Or is it like too early? You have to it's kind too of- early. It's wow. too early. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's, it's too early. Yeah. I just, I think it's like, there are six or seven people you have to figure out. It's very clue. Like, I think with like who, like the murder weapon, I think, and maybe, where or who killed them I don't remember but um and it's still a contest like you can still I could potentially enter the contest like once you solve it or think you have you fill out a little chart that you can mail to the publisher and they have a contest (laughs) because it is so hard supposedly so difficult to actually solve this yeah three people have solved it that would be Um, a really fun one to do with like a group of people that love murder podcasts or something like as a, Agreed. as kind of a book club type deal. Yeah. It is, it is fascinating, but I saw, and I was funny because I saw the TikTok when it was going around in the fall. And I'm like, I should buy that book. And then didn't. And then when it occurred to me, it was all sold out. And so I had to wait a very long time to finally get my copy, but. Wow. I mean, that's not even a book. That's like an experience. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is an experience. Wow. But I, I think that. that's crazy well and then even like creating that much demand for something that hasn't you know that stopped printing yes and then how do you compensate for that much demand especially with some like all of the issues we've been having you know with like supply chain and paper shortages and yes all of those things like where if something gets the hype or like gets like it's sold out it's sold yeah. out. I know. And I think that's part of it too. It wasn't just that this like indie publisher was not at all prepared to print this many copies, but the supply chain issues on top of that. They, yeah. And, and making a book like that digital, you can't, you can't, you can't. No, I think I remember reading that, um, when the, when they brought it back, um, cause I think they only started reprinting it for the first time in like maybe 2020, maybe 2019. And I feel like I read somewhere where it was a crowdfunded type deal from the publisher and they had a box set almost where you didn't even get a book. You got a box that had the pages on it that way, already sort of taken apart. Um, and then they started printing copies of it as a, as a, as a book um, that you had to take apart. But Wow. Bananas. I literally feel like I just keep saying, wow, like I'm Owen Wilson. <laughs> like, oh, wow. wow. <laughs> because I'm just so intrigued by this. And now I want to buy a copy, but I just don't know if I, if I have the energy to, to deal with something like that right now. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's like a long, it's I've, I've until the end of the year to solve it, you know, there you so there's time, but <laughs> it is supposedly time. very, very, very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that goes. There's another book that's like that. And is it, is it JJ Abrams or something? It's a book that has like letters in it and like it's like a folio kind of thing. And I'm trying to remember what it's called. And that has always been on my list, but I can't remember. 
Oh, yeah. With you like know what the... I'm talking about? I do. Yes. I do. Oh, what is it called? It's neither here nor there. But it reminds me of that where there's all these elements to it. And I oh. saw it. It's, is it S? S. Is that, yeah. And, I think I've, and I've seen it on TikTok. I've, I've seen, seen it that. on TikTok yeah. too. Yes. That's what it made me think of it. I've seen that. I remember my last library manager's boyfriend was reading it. And she was like laughing at him because it was so, it just took over his life. And I saw it on TikTok and it reminded me again, like, oh yeah, I remember I wanted to read that book. Same, same. Yeah. Well, and I think is it's it? interesting. Who is the yeah, author? Yeah, S by J.J. Abrams. It is. J.J. Yeah. Abrams, it is. Okay. That's what I where, thought. Where, again, like thinking about what like formats, because I think mm-hmm. book talk yeah. has exposed me to a lot of things where like, if it's self-published, it's exclusively in one platform or if it's like just available in hardcover from this small press, or if there's like, yeah, these ones where it's like a mystery and it contains a box set and like inserts and like pages and clues. I think that's really fascinating because then in some of those instances, you don't want to read it on an ebook because you need all of the other like supplementary pieces. Yeah. Yeah. And And I I like that there's, I like that. And I don't know if this is like kind of a reverting back to old time thing. I like that there's kind of this trend to go back to that kind of a book. And I shouldn't say that because I'm in digital and I read almost exclusively an ebook, but I think it's interesting that there's kind of this like nostalgic desire for these like actual paper things that, you know, you can hold in your hand. So I find that fascinating. Well, and what, like, I mean, what I do a lot, like often is I usually check Libby, you know, and all my library systems, if I'm interested in something that I don't want to commit. So like, you know, if I think I originally checked out, um, what is it? Like looked at it happened one summer at the library. And then I just kept seeing like enough hype, enough hype, enough hype type like I know I'm gonna like this I ended up buying it yeah as well yeah and so it's like for me anywhere that I can get the book even if it's overlapping so even if I'm going to read it on my iPad from the library if I love it enough I'm gonna go buy it to have a copy as well yeah I also love that I've been seeing actual TikToks where young people are discovering Libby And they're so excited about it. And they're like, did you know that you can get like anything and you can get multiple cards? And I always comment and I'm like, yeah, go to your library. You can sign a lot of libraries have online, you know, instant digital card. You can get a card right away. And like the librarian in me is just very active with that part of TikTok, the Libby discovery. (laughs) Oh, for sure. And you know, it's funny. I saw a TikTok yesterday for the graphic audio um, version of a court of thorns and roses. Cause like, again, it's my life. And, um, there, they were talking about how you can buy the graphic audio through the graphic audio app. And I was like, no, but we have, you can get it at your library. Yeah. Like we okay. have it. You can get it. It's out April 1st. I just looked it up again today because I was like, I need to listen to this immediately. And the I would rather not, awesome. not yeah. pay 13 dollars of my own money if I can use it through the library um but yeah that's like that's gonna be so cool because that's like a full cast version of the audiobook yeah um which I'm excited to listen to it's like a movie in your I love that in your mind in your mind which is I guess what reading is I just- I know, but it's like, it's the experience. It's that sort yeah. of same thing. Like we were talking about with the books that are very tactile. It's, it's a experience of audiobooks in a, in a different way. Stuff and that's funny because some of the books that I've found on TikTok, I've listened to on audio. So Addie LaRue, I did audio seven days in June. I did audio and you're right. There's a, it's a different experience. It's not, it's not like any better or worse necessarily, but you process differently. And so I have a different feeling in my brain when I think of a book that I listen to versus read. And I think it's because I associate the voices with the characters maybe. Mm. Um, so the graphic audio, that is even better because you're going to have multiple voices, multiple narrators. It'll really, it'll really make the book kind of come to life in a different way, I think. I yeah. can't wait. <laughs> 
but I'm just like, I'm looking through, it's so odd. Like I'm looking through all of the books I've read in the last like six months to a year. And so many of them are ones I saw in book talk. Yeah. So I like, I, I guess I'm very, very easily influenced. <laughs> um, I like in that I was really easily influenced to read the throne of glass series. I, I honestly wasn't going to, um, because I didn't feel like I needed to. Um, but then I kept seeing TikToks and like people talking about like, Oh, this character is so great. And then that almost pushed me over the edge. Just like, well, I want to know what they're talking about. I want to know like why I'm seeing all these videos and like what the big deal with Rowan is, um, in that series. And so I like read, I committed and read the full seven book series. The last book is like 900 pages just because I wanted to be in the know of what all these like other videos were talking about. So I guess I'm very easily persuaded. Um, by random videos on my for you page. <laughs> my my boyfriend always makes fun of me because every night I like have TikTok time where for you know an hour to to two sometimes <laughs> you know maybe bleeding into three. Uh-huh. Um, I watch TikToks and he will not get a TikTok because he doesn't want to dedicate the time to getting the algorithm correct. And so he just relies on me to show him everything that I think he should see, which is like what a great position to be in. You're like spoon fed the best content. Um, and so I even show him books sometimes and he found out about the Mel Brooks autobiography and he loves Mel Brooks. And so he's not like a huge reader, but he loved that one. And he read it and he listened to it and read it at the same time because Mel Brooks, um, narrates it, which it's hilarious. Like it's so good. So I can tell him that there is value to this time that I'm not wasting. You're not wasting. No, it's not wasting time. Well, no, especially because reading is both your job and what you enjoy. It's true. So I think book talk. Professional development, guys. Yeah. (laughs) Could you imagine? (laughs) I have thousands of hours. Yeah. (laughs) You know, keeping up with what is, you know, popular or trending. I mean, like even, you know, like Barnes and Noble has a whole section of like book talk selections where I'm like, okay, yeah, that looks cool. That looks cool. Literally all of the Colleen Hoover books. Yeah. Um, the song of Achilles as yes. well as an older one. Yes. yes. Like 1000%. Cool, it's about influence. mythology, which you wouldn't think would be, you know, a popular trending kind of title because it's a little more cl- of a classic kind of theme. Yeah. People, I, that's on my list. I need to, I need to read that one. Yeah. That was one that came out like 10 years ago and then TikTok found it. It's on the bestseller list again, I think. And the publisher, even the publisher was like, I don't understand what happened. (laughs) Well, and what's cool is like, I think whichever milestone, if it's, yeah, like 10 years, they came out with a 10th anniversary edition, which is like cool timing that the book has new fans and new life, but it's also like on a milestone, this book came out however many years ago. Okay, cool. Now get the tenth anniversary edition. Wonder if there are authors that are that TikTok's not like super on their radar, and they get a call from their publicist or their agent and are like, "Um, your book is number three on the list." I I bet that does happen. I bet that does happen because it. I I really do. I really think that is just like the most interesting thing about TikTok, like book talk specifically, is how much because I think. You know, I think we take for granted in our industry that so many people are reading what's upcoming and yeah. most people, just everyday people are not doing that. No, just not at all. Whatever books, they're not paying attention necess- unless it's like a specific author whose books they're looking forward to. They just grab yeah. whatever. And right. it's, it really is fascinating to watch. Well, right. And we're trying so hard. Like I want to make sure I read the new whatever before it even comes out. Me too. It's in like a six race. Months it is. So that you can like you know, review it or like get the hype and talk about it so that you're telling people like, yeah, you need to have this. This is great. That yeah, there's often, I think what book talk has done is remind you that like, you can go, go back and read what you wanted to read from last year or like two years ago that you never got around to reading. And there's so much value in that because I think you guys are right with our, with our jobs and just our personalities. We want to be 
you know, we want to read these books literally as soon as there is like some semblance of a finished product. So we read the advanced copies. We, you know, go on Edelweiss or NetGalley, but that makes us miss out on those backlist titles that we never got the, you know, the advanced readers copy for. So there, that TikTok's bringing new life to them is really interesting, I think. And it, it's also made me kind of rethink Sometimes you need to go back and read those ones that you miss because they're, they're popular for a reason. You know, these right. are amazing books that, but I'm so, I'm so ready to get the newest thing that, you know, I'm forgetting about that. Same. It's yeah. also made me rethink, like, I guess what I'm reading, I'm going to mention, uh, ice planet barbarians <laughs> Yes, just because this is not a book that I would ever have previously been like. Yes. Up my street. Let's read about alien romance. It just, for me, it's not my cup of tea personally, but because of how many videos I saw talking about it, like the demand, there's a new special edition paperback with like gorgeous cover art that intrigued me. Um, We had several coworkers read this book because they're like, heck, we're going to read it. Like, let's see what it's about. And then them telling us like, it's spicy, it's good. It's a quick read. It's like opening my taste a little bit more to be like, yes, I will read alien romance. Um, And I think that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's something TikTok is actually really good at too, is finding those books that are not the big major bestsellers from the big major publishers necessarily. They're just finding books from all different kinds of authors, which is really cool. Yeah. One of my favorite accounts that I follow, um, and I don't follow a ton of book talk um, accounts because they just kind of pop up organically, but um, Schuler Books, which is out of Michigan, they do this five second reader's advisory challenge. So they'll be like, they'll draw something out of a, you know, hat or whatever. And they'll say, you have five seconds, find me a suspense novel. And like, talk it up to me. And I love it. I think that these booksellers are so incredible in, in how they just have that recall. And it reminds me of being in the library when someone would come up to the desk and say, you know, I love Jillian Flynn. Can you give me, you know, can you recommend some books? And it's, I, I kind of miss that, you know, being out of libraries. And I just love to watch because the titles that they come up with are amazing and they definitely sell them. So we might have to take a road trip. We might. Yeah, I just started following them. So Oh, they're the best. They're really good. And I I think that's a good point is like I've I've seen a lot of videos on TikTok from booksellers that are so like smart and creative. And I did see one similar. I don't know. I don't remember which bookstore it was, but they had Tessa Bailey come to the bookstore and they're like, all right, you have 30 seconds to find us a book with a dog on the cover. And they were in the romance section and she's like, all right, here we go. Like, and then they like gave her several prompts and I thought it was a fun way to get different recommendations. Just like, and like, it was exciting. You're like, oh my gosh, is she going to find it? What book is it going to be? And you know, you're recommending things just to readers, like from somebody that you are already read. like I'm already reading Tessa Bailey. And I was like, oh, if Tessa Bailey's recommending it. Oh yeah. Like check, check, check. And these are authors that I like knew, obviously knew about if you're recommending like Jill Shalvis, am I saying that right? Mm-hmm. You know, and some of these yeah, other ones yeah. where you're like, oh, duh. Um, right. But it, I think it just gives it a new, like again, new light and a new platform. Well, and it's also interesting because, you know, author events obviously were on hold because of COVID. And I think it's interesting how YA authors specifically have always been really good at social media. And I think TikTok has even expanded that even more so these authors can connect better with their audience. Um, And it kind of adds this layered relationship where readers are welcome into the homes of their Mm -hmm. favorite authors, which is so cool. Like I'm always looking in the background of the videos, like what's on their bookshelves, you know, like what kind of art do they have on their walls? Do they have a dog or a cat? (laughs) Yes. Same, same. That's a good point. And I wish that more, you know, I read a lot of literary fiction and hardly any of the authors that I read are on TikTok. I wish they would be because I want to know, I'm always curious about the lives of authors and their process and just their daily kind of in and out kind of life. Yeah. Just very nosy. Yeah. Okay. So to 
wrap us up. I have a question for you both. Yeah. What is your favorite book that you've read based off of its discovery or like hype or nudging you to put it up on your TBR list from book talk? Like what's your favorite if you had to pick one? I would, I have two that tied. I'm going to break the rules here. Mine would probably be The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue Uh and also The Firekeeper's Daughter, which I didn't Mm. talk about, but I loved The Firekeeper's Daughter. That's supposed to be really good. Um, Mine was definitely Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Yeah. It's so good. I I really was mad at myself and I, cause I don't know why it took me so long. Cause I love Daisy Jones and I read it after Daisy Jones and, um, but it, even then I was like a couple years after Daisy Jones. I don't know why I did just like go read it right away. Cause it's so good. I, well, I felt the same as you. Cause like, I, I think we read seven husbands, like within a few months of each other. And I had read Malibu rising before that book even came out and really liked that. And so, yeah, I don't know what it is that just like, it's nice to nudge, like, yes, look at the back list. And I do think yes. it is that mentality again of like, oh, well, I'm looking for what, her, what's Taylor Jenkins reads next book. And you're like, well, wait, she has a bunch that I haven't read yet. Correct. Yeah. Um, that one was a really good one. Although I think my favorite book from book talk is not a new one to any of you or the podcast was the love hypothesis. Mm. It was so good. I need to re- move that up on my list. Same. Jane. Yeah. I've got to get on that. <laughs> Jane. <laughs> I'm yeah, the love thing, I need to look back and pick up some of these books that are not necessarily upcoming. Yeah. So, so that might be my next, maybe that'll be my next read. I'm like, mm, thank you both for this lovely conversation on all things book talk. Yeah. Thank there you. is a lot we could continue to talk about, but I'm so glad that all my thousands of hours of research have come to fruition here. See? <laughs> all of your professional development, TikTok so self-affirming. <laughs> It's hugely helpful to your work. (laughs) There is purpose. There is purpose. Thank you both so much. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode on overdrive.com and our library friends can purchase these titles in Marketplace. Professional Book Nerds is proud to be an Evergreen Podcast signature program. To learn about other Evergreen podcasts, visit evergreenpodcast.com. Our podcast is produced, recorded, and edited by Emma Dwyer, Jill Grunewald, and Joe Skelly, and presented by Overdrive. To learn more, visit professionalbooknerds.com. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the facts from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.